All right. Hello, everyone. This is Loami Richardson. This is uh, welcome to a special edition of my podcast, uh, Just My Thoughts. And I have a special guest, a good friend of mine. Well, I won't do the introduction. I'll let the man himself introduce himself. Uh, let the world know who you are, good sir. Hello, good world. My name is Wilfredo Alberto Montalvo Flores Lopez. Also, just Will. Just Will, just Will. That's how I know him as. Wilfredo, thank you so much for uh, joining me for this special uh, podcast, man. Um, again, one of the things that I wanted to do is using the platform that God has given me to get insights to things that I've been going through as a Christian in ministry more specifically. And in that journey is to actually get insight from other people who I connect with, who I've been blessed with, and uh, share a little bit about their testimony as well and their uh, experience and sharing their thoughts about respected um, subjects that we talk about. And today, we're going to actually talk about something that is dear to your heart. Not only are you uh, a well-known speaker or gathering yourself as a speaker, you know, a recent graduate from Oakwood University, before your whole experience as a pastor you was a, a rapper am i right yes i was okay so um if you can aspiring tell you the what <laughs> aspiring rapper i was an aspiring <laughs> rapper you was on your way up um, way. well tell me a little bit about yourself or share a little bit about your testimony if you could and a little bit about your ministry what you're doing now what brought you from an inspiring rapper to now doing what you're doing oh uh, definitely bro so um originally from I would say lived nine years in Massachusetts, uh, and then things of life. We moved to Orlando, Florida, when I was about eight, uh, eight or nine. And so Orlando is really where I took like root, you know, um, and really had those experiences to develop me as a man. Um, so definitely rep Orlando. Um, I also live in Massachusetts. Shout out! But um, in Orlando was when I think I really began to keep it brief, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on the, on the, the topic at hand. Um, music is just a big part of my life, uh, particularly like rap, hip hop, grew up in that culture. And, um, so yeah, so like, I remember like my brothers would have ciphers and I would want to get in and, you know, try to jump in, but I was just like, nah, bro, I had some weak bars, bro. It was just <laughs> crashed, bro. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, and I was very shy. I was very shy. Um, it was one of those where I wasn't shy and I was very crazy with those I was comfortable with. But if I wasn't comfortable with you, I was extremely shy and quiet. Like I was either sleeping or drawing. I was, wow. I, mean, I would never expect that from you, man. Especially yeah. you always seems to be out there, life of the party. Everyone knows what Fredo when he walks into the building. I know. It's interesting to hear that. Yeah, I'm an introvert at heart, bro. I cry in the showers. So, <laughs> but now, dude, I uh, definitely like to, you know, retreat back. But yeah, man, growing up, it was like kind of like that. And um, I remember in high school is when I really started taking off. Like, in writing, you know, I wanted to 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 make music and rap. I remember getting like a dictionary that my brother got from a library years ago and starting to write raps and stuff like that. One of my cousins was encouraging me to like really do it. He said, "Yo, you're good. You could you could rap or whatever. Like, you should do it, do it." So I got hooked up with some friends from high school uh, that I've known since middle school, I've known since like my childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, formed a group in Orlando, bro. And we just started taking off, man. We started performing in clubs, recording you know, spending all our money on studios, making our own studio in a closet, bros. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> so not sleeping on weekends, making songs and stuff like that. And and it but it began to take off, man. We started to do shows in Orlando. Um almost every Spanish club in Orlando. Well wow. festivals. Uh even Miami, Calle Ocho performed okay. down there. And um 
but yeah, I just started to pursue, to pursue it, to pursue it. Uh, but for me personally, um, it was like, uh, and many speakers, and there's like quotes on this, you know, people always say there's like, it was like a God-shaped hole. It was just a void that I felt. And um, it didn't matter what I was doing, bro. Like, I, I just wanted that satisfaction. I wanted mm-hmm. to fill it, you know? So I was, you know, that whole scene, club scene, you know, um, with drinking and, and other and other vices and stuff like that. Like, it just began to find, like, joy and fulfillment in them. Right. But after a while, they weren't even feeling me anymore. Um, to the point where it was just like, I, it was just depression. Like, it was just like, I, I'm trying to feel something and I'm not feeling it. And mm. it doesn't matter what I'm looking. And the biggest thing for me was music. And so, um, I remember moving from, from Florida to Massachusetts, you know, going solo, you know, and creating a buzz out there. And, and I remember this dude, uh, a street pharmacist was paying my studio time. Like this guy was like, <laughs> This dude, like, believed in, like, you know, so it was just, like, people saw, you know, I guess, you know, you may have something. Um, but even that, at the end of the day, um, the question I would always ask myself is, like, is this what life has to offer, you know? Mm. And I remember I would ask myself that every night before going to bed, and, and it's just, it was just a longing for something, mm. you know, that what I thought I was doing, you know, freely was just, it just wasn't working anymore, and, um, yeah, man, eventually, like, the Lord led for a conversation to spark with one of my brothers and about the Bible, and, and uh, he was just like, do you want to go to heaven? And I was like, bro, that's a stupid question. Like, I'm not <laughs> for it, bro. Like, man, you know, if there is a God, how I'm living, you know, it doesn't matter, you know. But that question sparked something. It started this journey, man, to just really seek answers, and it began to just transform my life, dude. Like, it transformed my life in a drastic way very drastic way so so here it is that you're pursuing uh reggaeton artists because you know there's different genres of rap music so it seemed like he was doing reggaeton music and so it, that transitioned into you know not experiencing the joy and the fulfillment that you thought it was going to experience and it's funny because it seems like that's kind of the overall um consensus that everyone who is trying to pursue um, a career, whether it be in music, Hollywood movies, whatever it is, just the pursuit of what you would call worldliness, right? Is always there's always this void that is that is left there. It seems like that's what she was experiencing. Um, and so once you found that, um, once that question was asked, you, you said that you know, do you want to go to heaven? It sparked what actually caused you to look into that question and actually find an answer to that question. I just started to realize I don't know really anything about the Bible aside from the fact that Jesus died on the cross and Samson killed a boatload of people. Like <laughs> the gangster oh, story, right? Yeah, like I was like, yo, Samson's a G. This man right, was taking right. people, he was murking people with a jawbone. Like he just, that's all I talked about. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, like what else is in the Bible? Like what else is there that I don't know of? And is this really real? You know? I began to study. I began to study, and and, uh, and, and a huge shout out to, to David Rodriguez for being patient, man. He tried to give me Bible studies when I was like 15, uh, and me and my cousin uh, Raymond, we would sit down and just like talk a bunch of mess to this man trying to give us Bible study. I will ask him like, so David, like, uh, if I punch you in the face right now, what would you do? You know, and he'll just be like, oh, I'll probably cry. You know, and, like, <laughs> we'll laugh and we're like, dang, David, you're supposed to fight back. You know, it's just like super ignorant super yeah. ignorant it's just this this mentality of like i don't you know mm-hmm. um and i remember coming back to him i was around yeah i just turned 21 
And I came back to him and I was like, yo, like, first of all, my bad, you know, for just the foolishness, you know, just my ignorance. Just, I was just dumb. Um, but would you give me Bible studies again? <laughs> and he was just like overjoyed, you know, mm-hmm. with, like he was just like, dude, I never thought I'd see this day, you know. Wow. I was like, dang, that's crazy. He had low expectations for me. But praise God, <laughs> right? That Jesus did it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he um he gave me Bible studies, man. And as we started study, um, dude, I just began to like eat the word, man. I just began to just read, 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 and I hated reading. Um, but just I found this appreciation and love for reading that definitely also impacted my life as well, man. But I just, I began, anything that I put my hands on, I was just eating, dude. Hmm. I was reading through it, studying in-depth studies, commentaries, books, like, you know, sermons. I started going into this little rabbit hole of like, you know, conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God I got out of that, bro. Cause it's just, <laughs> We've all been there at some point in our life if we're honest, right? Um, um, so, so to fast forward, David Rodriguez started giving you studies it sparked the desire. You started reading. Fast forward even further. You just recently graduated from Oakwood University with yes, a bachelor's, correct? In in what? Theology. In theology. So a yes, brother sir. who who didn't care to read now is a theologian. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I, it is crazy, bro. Just to, to to show you the difference, man. I remember I ran into a friend of mine back in Orlando when I was visiting a couple of years ago. Um, we haven't seen each other in years, and um. We're catching up, and he's like, "Yo, it's like, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I live in Alabama, bro. I'm studying to be a pastor." This dude laughed for like five minutes. <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, you really, you, yeah. you, a pastor, and I'm just like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Man, praise God, the fact that like you don't see, yeah, the work, you know." Um. So yeah, ministerial theology, bro. Like I never imagined it. And so now you're currently residing in California as a pastor. Yeah, I'm a youth pastor, in California. Youth pastor. All right, man. Well. That it's an amazing story that God can really take anybody from any walks of life, somebody who didn't care to read, to now being a student of Scripture, right? Understanding the Greek and Hebrew. And just a little insight, if it wasn't for your tutoring in Greek, I don't think I would have passed my own class. So uh, just know that the knowledge that you received has helped me uh, tremendously as well, my man. So I know that one of the biggest things in your ministry is just a ministry of reconciliation, those broken relationships, trying to mend it as you, you know, one of your favorite passages is, First Peter 4, verse uh, 10, um, yes. the Ministry of Reconciliation. And so, you know, even now that you are a pastor, youth pastor, and, and has graduated with a bachelor's in theology, um, what is the influence? Because obviously you have a background in music. What is your opinion is the influence of music today? Yeah. So, um, man, truthfully, uh, I think uh, we all have a ministry. Mm-hmm. Right, that we take part in, and I think I view it as branches. But at the end of the day, there's only one ministry, and it is reconciliation, as you mentioned, right? And I think uh, First Peter four verse ten kind of uh, influences, at least for me, uh, how I go about things. Because uh, in that passage, it, God is pretty much saying, like, I've given you a gift, right? And the gift is to serve others, right? And that gift, He um, pretty much says that you are now a steward of God's grace. And then He goes on showing that there's God's buried grace. Right? And I found that extremely amazing because what I understand from the passage is that there's aspects of God's grace that I've experienced that you have not. And there's aspects that you've experienced that I haven't and I won't experience until I meet you. And mm. so together, we're kind of putting this picture of God, of who God is, you know, right. and getting a much richer understanding as opposed to me just sitting by myself as a hermit, you know, um, 
trying to understand God by myself, uh, I won't get the full picture. No one will until we actually come together. And right. so, but the, I like the aspect of the fact that it's a service. It's a gift, right? And that, that passage, the word gift is definitely a grace-empowered gift. Mm. You know? And he says, like, listen, if some speak, but it's the words of God. Some serve, but it's the power of God. So everything's rooted back into God, but it's always for the service of others. And so when I think of the influence of uh, music, um, I think it's extremely influential. I mean, outside of the Bible, I mean, let's just look at it, right? Like, look at who has more influence, politicians or artists? That's that's a good point. I think uh, one of our mutual artists, Andy Manillo, actually uh, brought that up uh, in one of his songs, that, that the artist yeah, actually has a uh, stronger influence over you and I than the actual politician, which is true. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that now that we're kind of in the middle of uh, – uh, elections, right? That the politicians are using rappers to try to encourage people to go out and vote. So yeah, that's that's actually celebrity really endorsement. Man. Celebrity endorsement. You rappers. Yeah. That's what's interesting too is um, when you look at the the, the influence it has, especially just rappers and like hip hop. Hip hop is its own culture in a sense. Mm. You know, it's its own culture. It's its own dialect. You know, it's a way of talking, way of dressing, way of viewing things. And so uh, I find it rather interesting that many rappers. Um, that I heard growing up and, and songs that I've heard, they always reference and they always make this comparison that like the rappers are preachers. Mm. You know, there's one in particular, uh, this, uh, I call them urban philosophers. That's what they are. Urban philosophers, brilliant minds. You know, rap is literally poetry just with a beat. You mm. know, when you, when you study like, especially like lyricism and lyrics, poetry is for the eyes. You read it, it's structured, you know, in a way that it's, 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 yeah, you're reading it, but it's meant for the eyes. Uh, but lyrics, songs, and you give you a song from any kind of, you know, form from singing to rapping to, you know, spoken word. Um, it's for the ears. Hmm. There's a way that you're writing that is captivating for the ears. It's not for the eyes. So you can't really rap a poem per se. You know, you have to adjust it a bit. Um, and so there's these rappers that make comparisons. One particular said, uh, he said that, um, that rap is sermon. The rap is like sermons. And rappers are the preachers. And then he goes on to say that their rappers are the teachers. Rappers are the doctors. Pretty much rappers are what's leading, you know. And I find that just very interesting in the fact that, like, every style of music is very influential. But the one that's the most influential, uh, I think, especially in America right now, is uh, rap. Okay. You know, it's, it's hip-hop. But aside from, like, the... The general question, is it influential? Extremely. Right. And I'll have to agree. I mean, you think about your favorite products that you buy, right? Has some sort of jingle, you know, you the, the catchphrases that we usually remember all have some sort of tune to it, right? Um, so yeah. Music, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, music does have an influence and outside of you being a pastor, right? And you having that background as a a, a rapper. Um, just recently, you created an album, right? Tell me a little bit about that album. I will share about it, but you know what I'm saying? I've been listening to it since it dropped, but I'd like <laughs> for you to tell the world, you know, what what have you just recently created? What album did you just create um, recently? Definitely. So the album is called Story of Redemption, and um, I released it last November, 2019. It wasn't planned. That's the first thing. It, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like, oh. I'm gonna make an album this year. Like it just developed, you know, and as it developed, it was like, I actually have something to say. And 
I was inspired in a way that I haven't been in a while to write music. Because uh, when I became a Christian, I threw the baby out with the bathwater. Hmm. Can, you, you know? can you elaborate on that a little bit? Definitely. I think there's moments, especially when you become a Christian, you're coming out from, I guess to say the world, right? Your, your form of living. And then you're introduced into the gospel of Christ. And how you're introduced really depends on who's the one that's introducing it to you. But the way I was introduced to it was very just like, you need to cut ties with everything. So I remember like, I stopped talking to friends. I stopped hanging out with individuals. And I feel like I probably could have done that better. Sometimes you do need to like step back, but definitely communicate it better. Uh, so that way it doesn't come off as, as, as best as you can. It doesn't come off as like, I'm holier than thou. Right. That tends to happen, right? It's kind of what happened with me and my, my, my friends. They're like my, they're like my brothers. I still love them. Still talk to them to this day. Um, but at first it was kind of like, Oh, like you're better than us. And it was because of, I just cut everybody off, right? Mm-hmm. Cut everybody off. I cut music. I cut rap off. I cut all these things off. And, um, I actually didn't even fill it with something else, you know, and which was, it creates another issue. Um, but later on, it's just kind of like that. That's what I mean, baby out with the bathwater. Um, I feel like if you have a talent that you know it's something that not everybody can do, you know, to a certain skill level or, or, or so, like if it's a talent that you have and it's just like, oh yeah, uh, I'm throwing this out, you know, and, the, and it's a big part of your personality, oh yeah, I'm throwing it out. Um, I think that's an issue because we start to emulate, you know, my Christianity now is the standard of it is pretty much this person over here that I know mm. or this pastor over here. And it's just like, yo, like you have your own personality, you mm. have your own thoughts, your own voice, your own skills, your own, like you're your own person, bro. Don't throw that away. Um, because you don't know what God can use. Right. You really don't know what God can use. Um, and so th- that's what I mean by that. Um, and so I wanted to bring up a point because even now as a pastor, right, you youth pastor, you, your congregation may be only be, you know, let's say 50 youth, 60 youth. Let's even say you're a great pastor. you got 150 youth, you know, that you're meeting with. Um, yeah. I believe that just this album that you created, The Story of Redemption, reaches far greater audience than you, you know, ultimately reach with just 150 that you're ministering. When you did create this album, did you have a target audience in mind? Was there somebody specific that you had in mind as you're, creating this album and who you wanted to reach yeah so at first um i didn't have a target audience um okay. i i was literally just like man i feel like i have this message to share um and i guess my target audience i think it would be you know hindsight looking now um is definitely like it is christian but it's also more towards people that are not christian you know um so it's kind of like in that space of, you know, like, this is not just for Christians. Oh, this is just for, for people that are not Christians. No, it's actually in that space uh, that I believe that we should be living in, you know. Um, and uh, that that's the target audience, I would say, um, where some songs, it's almost like I'm speaking in a way where it's, it is the gospel. It is Christian, word, you know, concepts, as you would say. But it's spoken to in a way where it's, just, it's very dumb. Not say dumbed down, but it's for anybody can listen to. A good example is just like I had a friend. I was working in construction, and I, I let someone hear the song. The guy's like, he's like, dude, I don't listen to nothing Christian. He's like, I would listen to this. Wow, that's a testimony in of itself. Yeah, and I was like, man, praise God. He was like, yo, this is like, this is really good, you know. And and aside from that, that's that's the experience I've had with the album. Is um, it's. Bro, if I've got a negative response, uh, it was probably from like 
somebody in the church that's like, I don't know, 60-something years old. like it that, was, that doesn't understand the culture and understand the... At all whatsoever. Um, and, and, and other than that, I can't even think of the person. I can't even think of the response that was negative. It's always been, like, positive. Everything's been positive. And that, that was my aim. I can honestly testify, not only have I listened to this album consistently, but I've shared it with other people. And, and I know that you got now people following you because it's like, yo, this, <laughs> this album has been such a blessing to me. So I testify and I iterate what you've been saying already that at least in my experience, there hasn't been nothing negative. I believe you did a very good job in balancing the gospel message in a way that can be related to people who may not understand the gospel. And, and then to be honest, it wasn't corny. It like, it sounded good. It sounded good. <laughs> like I work out to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when people see me bopping my head, they're like, what you listening to? I was like, you ain't ready for what I'm listening to, you know? And uh, I actually had to uh, pull up the lyrics and let people read the lyrics. They're like, yo, this is, this is, it has depth. It has substance in it. And, and there's a beat that you can ride to. And so, yeah, man, I, I, I can see how this album has been a blessing and how has it been a witness, not only for myself, but as you just mentioned, to the people who come in contact with it. So the album is entitled Story of Redemption. Break down the, the format of this album and what came out of this, you know, the title Story of Redemption. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I think um, what came out of it, uh, the story, the way it flows, because there's actually a story to it. Um, and it's it's following I guess you would say an individual. Personally, it's my own personal life, mm. you know, but I think it's somewhere that I think it kind of connects with every single person that listens to it because I think we're all there. We're all in this story of redemption, right? We're all like being saved by Christ uh, in one way or another. And so the, the format of the, the album, I kind of laid it out. Eventually it kind of flowed. Like I said, it, it developed like a plant. It just it just grew. And then songs and ideas began to 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 just be birthed in my mind. And I praise God for it, give all glory to God for it. Um, because I just knew like, this is something I have to write down and I have to share. How would I say it, man? It was just like, everything was coming together for it, right? And so the layout of it, it starts off with a song called My Darling. And so that's pretty much, uh, the song itself is about a relationship between a man and what at first seems like a woman, right? But as then the hook comes along, it's actually his sin, mm. you know? darling sin you know and i just thought about it myself personally you know there's there's definitely the song is definitely inspired from relationships i've had um and the experiences i've had in them but as i began to just really reflect on these relationships i've had um i looked past it and saw like the actual relationship with sin that i have mm. you know and it just kind of took the song and the concept into a much personal level for me where it now it's like this is my darling sin. Like it's it's yeah. a destructive relationship, or it could give me moments of happiness, but not real joy. Right. You know, it, it's and what's crazy about it is that I actually love her. You know, right, right. As smooth as it is, like I, it's very hard for me to leave. But there comes a moment where it's almost like that defining moment where it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. And and I loved it because you you described that sin as a relationship with a girl. It's like, you always say you're going to leave, you're going to come back, and, <laughs> and you're like, now we're done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like the notebook. You have a leisure, you come back. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the battle because it actually is Romans 7 where Paul is struggling with the things I want. And, and it's you can hear that modern-day example of Romans 7, in yeah. my opinion, in that song where it's this conflict where, like, 
you, you bring me joy, but it's short-lived. You know, you, you're talking about ride or die. You're trying to take me off a cliff. I'm not trying to split all of your lyrics, but it was a beautiful concept, but which transitioned into track number two, where yeah. you talked about love. love. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so that's the setup. You know, it's just like now that I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of this relationship, uh, and shout out to Nkose for singing the hook um, and for, for Natalie for doing the voice of, of Sin, yeah. right? It was hilarious. It's almost like, okay, you know, the, the song ends with pretty much like, no, like this is the beginning of the story of my redemption, mm. you know? And it's not because I decide to leave, but it's the fact that, and there's a line at the end, towards the end of the song where it's just like, there's a rose that rose out of concrete, you know? And now because Jesus has put on flesh, now the power to actually break out of this relationship is not far from reach. Like mm. it's because of Christ that I could break out of this relationship, which leads into the second song, which is called Love, um, who's featuring uh, Kenesha Bennett. Shout out Kenesha, right? And then um, in that song, it's pretty much now like the concept of love. Well, what did you learn, right? And it starts out by asking like, well, what are your thoughts about love? And I have Max Gomez. Um, he's a, a pastoring in, in Ohio right now. And in Kenesha, and we're just discussing what love is. And um, the song, the first part of the song is definitely like, well, this is what the world taught me about love. You know, you know, no strings attached. You know, there, there's no commitment. I just, you know, it's it's all about just this, this very false narrative of what love is. And so the hook is pretty much Psalms 13, like flat out. Like it's just mm. it's Psalms 13. I just arranged it in a way that uh, I sang it first. I didn't like my voice. I was like, I feel like a woman sounds better. Kenesha came in, she sang it amazingly. And then the rest of the song now is developing from a viewpoint of like understanding love from a biblical perspective. Hmm. Um, and pretty much showing that love is, and I like the line where it's just like, you know, uh, love isn't just an emotion for you to be roller coasting, it's sacrificial devotion that willingly you have chosen. And that's what love is. You so, know? Which is the opposite of your sin, which always takes and doesn't give. You overcame sin by understanding the real concept of love. Once yeah. you embrace that love, leads to track number three, which is, which is good to me. Good oh, no, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yahweh. Hold on, you gotta remember your track. My bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, this guy is so good to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Yahweh, it definitely goes into Yahweh, which is now like that decision make, right? Where it's almost like I lived my life my way, you know, and and I realized it led me astray. So now I'm following you, and mm -hmm. that song is pretty much that's what it talks about. It's just like I, I went this way, and now I'm realizing I'm gone this way. So, you know, I broke out of the relationship. I understand now what love is. Now I need to make the decision, you know, to follow Christ or to keep going my way, which obviously has not worked. Right. right? Which then leads into the track, Good to Me, which now is just like, you know, I'm experiencing now this relationship with God, you know, and it's just like, yo, he is so good to me, you know. And my uh, my cousin's on there, um, Sir Ill. And so, like, he's, you know, he, he praise God, he made the, the beat. And stuff like that and, and put a second verse in it but now it goes into like that relationship where oh god it's good to me i'm experiencing it but it doesn't just stay there right we don't just huddle up at church or we don't huddle up about our experience with god now we got to share it you know mm -hmm. we got to be a witness which leads into the following track witness which now is just like since i broke out of that relationship now i understand what love is from a biblical perspective from the image and the, from the person of christ um which now leads into like me making that decision to follow yahweh which now I'm experiencing, man, he's so good to me. Now I got to witness about it. You know, I got to mm -hmm. share it. And so witness, um, I got in the beginning part, Dr. Wesley Knight. I took a piece of his yeah, sermon. Yeah, yeah. I asked permission. He gave me, <laughs> he gave me light. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Wesley Knight, he's, that's my dude, bro. So like, you know, he, I use a piece of it where it talks about how like, you know, it's by grace that we're saved. 
you know, and that's it, you know, and, and it's a beautiful piece. And so the song Witness, it's almost like it is a sermon. Going from Genesis to Revelation, just not in the traditional way, I guess you would say. But it is a sermon. It's just, it's going straight through um, witnessing what the gospel is for me um, and what it has done for me, but also sharing it to the other person. I mean, the beginning line is pretty like, uh, you know, that's a nice cross hanging around your neck, but that ain't what Jesus meant when he said to bear the cross. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I used that line in an evangelistic series where we have to talk about the issue of jewelry. And yeah, <laughs> that phrase came to my mind right before I said it. And people's like, I love, that was very catchy. I like how you put that in perspective. I was like, yeah, was my boy, Wilfredo was inspired by him. I enjoyed the whole album, but all the songs have nuggets of truth, but little phrases like that where you, you know, you talk about, you know, a uh, nice cross hanging around your neck, but that's not what Jesus meant when he meant, when he said to bear the cross. And, and, and it's true, right? We, we sometimes portray ourselves as Christians based on, you know, the, the, the you know, back in the 90s, the WWJD bracelets. And now it's the, the change of the cross on it. It's like, oh, this, you know, I got a tattoo of a Psalm, Psalms 23 on my arm. That makes me a Christian. Nah, yeah. like, like the Christian experience is much more than what you wear. It's the experience that you're having within is demonstrated outwardly. Yeah. yeah. Is it in your heart, man? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where it all starts. Like, is it here? Is it written in your heart, first of all? Because then you can live it out, right? right? Something's written on my flesh, and then that's the following line, talking about tattoos. It's like, okay, because I've seen a, a lot of people like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I got these tattoos of the Bible, you know, like, like, like ornaments on me, but, like, you're still acting like a devil, like... Right. Robbing and stealing and drinking. I did all of my I did all of my dirt with those WWJD bracelets. I was drinking, smoking, cursing. You know what I'm saying? Doing everything with the what? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you wear on the outside is what's on the inside that that ultimately matters because it's going to be demonstrated. That seed that was planted when it's watered and nourished, right, is going to grow into definitely. something something beautiful. Well, definitely. And then that that song leads into the last song of the album, uh, which is Roses. Uh, which has my boy Leo. He he made the piano. Um, he made the hook. Um, but the song "Roses" for me is very personal. Um, because I wrote uh "Roses." It took me a while to write "Roses." Um, I wrote the first verse, and um, what's interesting about the first verse? Some people don't catch it. Is that it's actually the first verse from the beginning to the end of the first verse. It's actually going through the seasons. So it begins in winter, goes into you know uh spring. You know, goes into oh no, goes it, goes, it begins in uh, fall, winter, spring, then summer. Mm. And so there's certain highlights in those words. Those all words come out in that first verse. So it's talking about like that that aspect of like it's a prayer. That's what the song is. It's a prayer to anybody that's in a very dark place, um, anybody that's dealing with depression, anybody that's just feeling uh, defeated, just completely alone. And the song "Roses" is in essence talking to the person that's back in track number one. It's still mm-hmm. in that relationship, you know, uh, with sin. You know, it's still in that relationship, still in that dark place. And so Rose is very personal to me because I wrote the first verse um, when I was feeling that kind of, you know, depression, feeling that kind of uh, mindset. And um, the second verse didn't come till almost a year, almost, yeah, months later when um, I was going through, again, uh, a, a moment of just difficulty uh, just in my personal life. Um, with just relational, uh, my, my mom was going through, uh, having cancer again. Like, and it's just, there was just this moment where I felt like completely useless. I felt, I felt, um, you begin to hear those words from the enemy, you know, the, the words to tell yourself where it's just like, you're nothing, you're worthless. You know, if you were to die now, who would miss you? You know, uh, 
what do you got to offer? So the second verse of Roses was pretty much words that I that I wrote to myself, in essence. You know, I, these are words I wish I heard from someone at this moment right now, you know. Um, you know, it's funny, Wilfred, you know, out of all the album, that was, and I think I told you when I first heard it, I was like, I, Roses is probably my least favorite. You know, it, it was, I didn't understand it. You know, I, I knew the experience he was going through, and, you know, we talked about this personally, like what inspired that track. But it wasn't until I went through that own same season of depression and, and, and darkness and relational and all those other things that I'm like, oh, man, this is by far one of my favorite songs. Like, it's wow. because it has substance. It talks about the experience in it. And it was such a well-balanced song because, you know, you talk about the joys and the highs and the lows of uh, of the Christian experience from track one through five, right? And But here it is at Roses. It actually talks those inner thoughts that no one knows, those those deep emotions that no one seems to understand that you're experiencing, that only you and God knows that you're experiencing. And so it, it's a very personal song. And, you know, that it, it was something that, man, when I went through that experience, like I felt it, I understood it. And you kind of almost got a glimpse of what, you know, the psalmist David and, and all of these, you know, all these men who are crying out and writing out what their emotions and feelings are through scripture and now how it's a blessing to us, right? Some passages like, what is he talking about? It's not, it isn't until you go through that experience that you can actually relate to certain passages. And it's the same thing with this song, Roses, for me. It was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I can't feel it. I can't rock to it. But that wasn't the point. It was moments of season of loneliness and brokenness that inspired that. And little did he know that it, it helped me in my season of um, of loneliness and darkness as well, man. So, yeah, bro. Glory to God, but that's the song that, uh, from a few of them, but that's the one that the most, I think, people have reached out to and pretty much just like, this song has got me through, hmm. you know, such and such thing. And I'm just like, wow. Like, you know, I was just sharing uh, my inner thoughts and what I was feeling. Like I said, it's a prayer. The song is a prayer. The first verse, you know, it begins, you know, I pray that your reason doesn't fail. And then the second verse also begins in my continual prayer. Like it, the song is a prayer to anyone listening, hmm. you know, and it's just, it's reaching out, you know, it's just, it's just what it is reaching out. And so like the full album is just, that's the story of redemption. You know, it's, it's, I'm going from being in this broken relationship, you know, to now towards the end of it, I'm reaching back out to that person that's in that broken relationship mm. and letting them know you're not alone. Like I know what you're going through, you know? Um, and not just that, where the end of roses, the second verse lines up with how the first verse ends, but the words are switched. You know, uh, where it's a lot more now personal. Like it's it's not like, you know, Satan knows you're able. Jesus wants to keep you uh, armed and aimed. You know, like Jesus is now telling you, like, no. Now people are reaching out to you. You know, as the first verse is, people are reaching out. We're reaching out to Jesus. We're trying to grab him because he has a truth, a precious truth, a present truth for us to to find life in. But in the second verse, how it ends, I kind of switched it up where it's like, no, like Jesus knows you are able now. And people are going to reach out to you in your hands because mm. you now are connected to Christ. Right, you know, and there's, right. there's this peace that you now, you're, like, you're pretty much like a conduit. You know, so you're like a bridge now. And so we need to act, you know, because the Christian life is not meant to be as spectators. Mm. We're called to act. We're called to be in service, um, which then ties off the whole album with seven, right? Yeah. Um, where it's called Feliz Sábado, you know? which is translated happy Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's like a week of creation pretty much in the album. If you view it, you know, it, it took a week, you know, there's recreation happening 
um, in those six tracks where when it comes to the seventh track, uh, Feliz Sábado, Happy Sabbath, it's just an instrumental. So there's no words, no nothing. And it's pretty much like the beat is now getting rest from the word. It's just like, mm, mm, like creation, mm, bro, you know? Uh, okay. I, really, I, I, really don't, I don't think some of the viewers are going to understand what you just said. That's deep, man. Yeah. I, I try to uh, – every song was – prayed uh in development everything was prayed for every word was chosen um i rewrote a lot um because the content was more important to me than anything else right um and so what i did was just i packed it with a i put that degree to use that's what i did that yeah. theological degree you know i think it's packed with theology bro you know uh just just try to go so understand that my man went into over fifty thousand dollars worth of debt to put this album in so you can be blessed by the knowledge and wisdom that he received in four years of college. You know what I mean? So this is this is what higher education gets you. you know what I mean? it's silly, bro. Yeah, yeah. He ain't make fifty thousand. He gave you fifty thousand dollars worth of uh, content and information in this album or what he learned in theology school. But um, but Ben, ever since that album uh, was released, has what has been the feedback? based on, you know, has it been negative? Has it been, and a reason why I say negative, the way that you broke it down, I've been blessed personally by the album, but, um, you know, there are going to be people who's like, oh, you can't reach, you know, hip hop is music of the devil or, you know, rapping and whatever, you know, comment they may have, but what has been the overall feedback since releasing this album? And <clears throat> man, like we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, it's just been positive, bro. I've actually gotten, messages uh through instagram and facebook where it's just like um a lot of them have just been like thank you mm. like you put into words what i what i what i've been feeling you know mm. um i've had others tell me you know one dude one of my friends um he was just like because of your album and some other stuff in my life i'm actually starting to give church a try wow i was like whoa like that i could be a part of that you know, because of something I put out that somebody else might be like, oh, yeah, you know, you shouldn't do that. Right. Um, but I feel comfortable in my faith to move so. And so the responses, though, have just been positive, man. It really has. There's been people that are like, I don't listen to rap. I don't listen to Christian rap. But like, a lot of people have been like, I'll, I'll listen to you, though. Like, it sounds different. Mm. You know, and again, I think it has to do more with the content. It's the right. subject. I'm staying true to the word as humanly possible. Um, for me personally, the fact that I try to be as faithful to the text and to the subjects that I know, um, that's what causes a great impact. But it's been positive, bro. Like, honestly, this has been... Well, praise God, like I said, I'll encourage anybody who has not listened to the album to listen to it with open hearts and minds um, because you are going to hear good sound theology, practical examples, pointers that... And I'm like, where did he pull that from? Like, that was deep, you know? Even the structure of the album itself you know, it's God's sin. It's a story within of itself, right? The story of redemption, the album, every title and each track going, you know, transition to the next track is telling a story. Um, and, and, and I believe, you know, even with the added verse um, on Yahweh, where you had, you had to add the secondary verse where, you know, the God is the investigation said ever since 1844. So you even got Adventist theology that's in there. I was like, how did he put that in there? Like, it, it, was, it was good. Yeah, man, it was good. Now, now I want to ask this question because well, what's your advice to young people who have a passion for music? What would be your encouraging word for them who have these talents, 
but because of uh, fear, because of uh, people who may disagree with the type of music, what would be your advice to these young individuals, these young people, or even older like who have a talent for music, but um, because there is a fine line, Wilfred, and, I, and we've talked this, you know, b- behind, you know, outside of this uh, video and this podcast that we've talked personally where, you know, some young people just want to utilize their talents and they don't have the right, um, right framework to be able to put on an album as intentional as yours. So what is the advice that you would give to young people who have a talent, have a passion to want to do music? Um, what would be your words of advice for them? Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, when it comes to talents, man, um, they're meant to be used and obviously like to be used responsibly. Um, so the first thing is definitely sitting down um, and praying, man. Praying, getting to know, number one, the God that you serve, mm. you know, um, and growing in your faith so that, you know, you can move comfortably in doing things. If you don't feel comfortable doing something, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. That, that's that moment of doubt. Doubt in totality isn't bad. You know, doubt is pretty much like the spidey sense that's going off. And it's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Let me go back and, and talk to God about this. And, and let me search the scriptures. And let me see, like, um, if I'm led to a conviction of yes or no, mm. right? And if you get that conviction of yes or no, there's no longer no doubt. Because you know, if it's a yes, I can move. And if you know that there's an, it's a no, then you don't move. Right. Um but in that, your, your sphere of faith, your, your measure of faith grows, right? So now you move freely in the yes or in the no. Um, so it's definitely like understanding that aspect of like your Christian walk, you know, your measure of faith. Is it allowing you? So definitely number one is pray. Uh, that should be the first and everything. One of the kids here, that's like his first answer for everything. Oh, just pray. Oh, that's cool. That's also like the lazy answer. You know, right. prayer is definitely, but now dig into the word, you know, and also talk. Talk to other individuals, you know, and see their opinions. That's number one, their opinions. And don't ever live under someone else's conviction. Mm, mm, that's, if you do that's that, important. Yeah. you're living in sin. That's not your conviction. Right. You know, it's not being done out of faith. Homie, what are you doing? Right. Uh, so, yeah, but if you have the talent and cultivate it, man, cultivate it, cultivate it, cultivate it. Because not just with music or let's say like rap or even just just music in general, singing, um, or it could be other talents, speaking, it could be anything. If you're doing it from the wrong motive, that's already a bad start. Mm. If you're not sitting down and honing your craft, you know, you, I just want to, I just want to rap. So, you yeah. know, no, 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 sitting down, being intentional uh, in everything, every, whatever talent you have, be intentional with it and be genuine. Be genuine with it, man. Don't try to build a personality or facade. That's why, like, uh, when people ask my artist name, well, what's your artist name? My, my artist name is my name, Wilfredo. 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 Instead with a Spanish accent, because that's what it is. It's a Spanish yeah. name. That's me, though, you know. Um, and so and, and it's definitely like, so, yeah, I would say, bro, pray. Study your word daily. Hone your craft. You know, be better at it. The Levites in the sanctuary, they were trained to play music in the sanctuary hmm. for years in their service. So it wasn't just like, I'm going to play whatever. I'm going to sing whatever. I'm going to rap whatever. I'm going to speak whatever. No, I'm like sit down, learn, um, and definitely be genuine, man. Be genuine to who you are. I like the definition from Philip Brooks. He says, uh, and I believe this is like encompasses everything for me, is uh, preaching is truth through your personality. 
Mm, that's what that's real. That's real. You we we and we know because we're preachers, right? You see yeah. so many people trying to formulate other people's personalities into their preaching and it's not genuine. People can read right through it. So that's Definitely. that's it's a very vital principle to live by and it's something that is honest. If we're honest with ourselves, we're not doing a hundred percent, you know, whether it be with rappers, whether it be with preachers, we're mimicking somebody else's um style and and trying to make it our own instead of owning our own personality and showing the gifts and the talent that god has given us you know i tell people all the time you know i i preach from a place of experience i preach from a place place of passion and i am not wilfredo i am not david ashrick i'm not mark i'm not any of these other guys i'm me you know i stumble over my words i may make up words but you know it's it's my personality right And, and that's what god is using here i want to utilize your personality that's not going to change your character changes, but your personality is does not is not supposed Thank to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yes, you utilize your talents. Um, yeah, definitely. Your personality. A small example is Paul. This man was going like this, bro, this way, killing Christians, persecuting, persecuting. Had an encounter with Christ, turned around with the same tenacity, with the same energy. He was spreading mm-hmm. the gospel that way. Yeah, that was his personality. You right. know. Um, and it was be God was using it, you know, and so and it's beautiful. It's beautiful when when somebody is genuine, when somebody finds themselves and is moving and is comfortable in their own skin, because mm-hmm. that's, that's that's when you're unique. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree, man. Uh, our time is escaping us, so I do want to leave with this final question and something that I uh, a little nuggets that I would like for you to give to our listeners. If you had one message to the listeners, what would it be? What would be your tag phrase for everyone? to remember you by or something that you would inspire everyone to live by? What would that be? Oof. Man, as of right now, there's a verse that I'm living by. Hmm. And it's in Acts. In essence, it's pretty much to live with purpose, man. Everything you do, like let every step you take be done with purpose. Hmm. And, and let that purpose, the end goal, obviously, is to spread the gospel, you know, of the grace of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And that being the main aim. But how you do it is through whatever talents God has given you, you know, whatever gifts he's given you. But let every step you take, let everything you do be done with purpose because time is limited. Hmm. And not just about the second coming, but it's the fact that, like, bro, time time flies, bro. Last week, <laughs> I was like twenty one, bro. I'm thirty one now. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Time time flies, bro. Time flies. So whatever you don't do, uh, today, bro, it's probably gone. And having this in mind, the fact that we are naturally, we naturally sacrifice things. Mm. We sacrifice. Period. We're sacrificial beings, and it's not the question: Do we sacrifice? The question is: What we sacrifice? Right. You know, I can sacrifice what I should do for tomorrow. You know, I should do it today. And, you know, it won't, it'll affect tomorrow or I'll just put it off for tomorrow, but it'll affect me today. Right. You know, and, and, and it goes literally with anything. You take that principle and you run with it, bro. Like it's, it's, it's literally, we're sacrificial beings. So that's why everything that we do should be done with purpose. All right. So if you're listening, if, if, if you ever see Wilfredo, God forbid, on this side of heaven, you know what I'm saying? If God doesn't come in our lifetime and, and we live old enough to die, your tombstone, his tombstone will ultimately say live with purpose. That is going to be his his message for you today. Live with purpose. And I believe that's a 
message that we all can apply, whether you're old or young, right? Live with purpose. Yeah. Not, not trying to wish your death right now, but no. You and, know. and under 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 live with purpose, it says Vix didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Hispanic joke for those people who may not know. Vicks cures everything. If it cures a, a cough, a broken heart, and, and everything else in between. Coronavirus too. Absolutely. Live with purpose. Vicks did not work. All right. That's hilarious, man. Uh, Wilfredo, any projects that you're working on moving forward? I know that you just uh, finished this project relatively new in November. Story of Redemption. Where can people find this album, number one? And is there anything else that you're working on moving forward that you'd like to let uh, uh, the viewers and the listeners um, check out in the near future? Yeah, man. Uh, the album can be found on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Shazam. I mean, YouTube. It's, it's everywhere. It's every platform. Pandora. It's on every platform. So the album's out there. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, willofgod88. All right. You know, um and future projects man i'm actually uh i'm praying definitely praying on 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 what i should do should i make a second project uh if i'm moving towards uh because i definitely um yeah if, if i'm not if i don't feel like it's glorifying god i just don't do it i stop you know and there's some songs that i've just stopped and it's like yeah this is i don't feel i feel like i'm, I'm trying to right now it's like yeah no and so um i, I wait for the spirit to really inspire okay. um but I definitely feel like there's a second project uh, in the works. There's some songs I feel like uh, I've been getting inspired to write. Um, but yeah, man, I'm trying to just dabble into all things, man. See if I even publish a little article someday. This all year. right. Yeah, use that writing skills as well, man. Uh, I know that's what I'm trying to do on the side as well. I'm not musically talented, but um, I feel like I have a gift of writing, and that's definitely something that I'm going to be living with purpose and, and being intentional and with writing um, the things that inspire me inwardly that I may not articulate, ver you know, verbally to articulate it through the words of, you know, through the stroke of a pen. And so um, as we conclude, man, I just want to thank you so much, Wilfred, for your time. Uh, again, to anybody that's listening, please check out the album Story of Redemption uh, with Fredo. I guarantee you're going to be blessed by it. Follow him on my Instagram, willofgod88. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Live with purpose. That is the theme the message that he wants to give to you guys today. So again, just wanted to conclude this podcast. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys have been blessed. Hopefully you guys would utilize your talents and your skills to enhance the work of God. We need more talented individuals not to be afraid and be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we know that he has done so much for us and he's given us this talent to ultimately bring him honor and glory as well. So just want to conclude this podcast. This is Low Army Richardson with just my thoughts. Until next time. God bless. Peace.